to the next episode of Try Talk SA. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you for joining us this week. Uh, and boy, have we got a story for you. You may have seen him at one or two races uh, around the country. He's been around the triathlon scene uh, for a while now, but he is such an inspiration. He has literally lost uh, the equivalent of a, a pretty big human being. He's lost 90 kilograms uh, since starting his journey. Uh, and, and I say 90, it's not 1-9, it's 9-0. He is an incredible, incredible guy and just inspired literally hundreds of people to take up the sport of triathlon. Uh, he's just got back from Miami in Florida, finishing uh, the Miami 70.3. And it's an absolute pleasure uh, to welcome David Tates on to Try Talk SA uh, this week. And uh, just a wonderful, wonderful chat with him. Don't forget, uh, as always, if you would like to be in touch with us, if you've got any questions or comments about the show, you can tweet us at Try Talk SA. You can also pop us an email podcast at trytalksa.co.za. Let's get straight into this week's show with David Tate. Well, it's uh, absolutely awesome to welcome our next guest on to Try Talk SA this week, someone I've been wanting to chat to for a while. I've seen him at many a race and uh, just truly, truly inspired. David Tate, welcome on to uh, Try Talk SA. Thanks for, for taking the time to chat to us today. Thanks for chatting to me too. Dave, you just got back from uh, Miami, Florida. You've just done uh, 70.3 in Miami. It's a, it's a pretty nifty-looking medal uh, as far as the race goes. Uh, how did you enjoy it? Yeah, no, it was a, a, a good long day out. Uh, it was a, a very difficult swim. It took me an hour to, to do the 1.9K swim when I normally do about 45 minutes, and that time placed me in about the middle of the field of, of 3,000 people. That's how tough it was. About 200 people got pulled out. Then, fortunately, a, a very flat cycle, and uh, being a bigger guy, flat cycles are the, the sort of things I like, because uh, I can go hard the whole way, and unfortunately, the wind pumps, it's humid, it's hot, but uh, all things that you, you're used to and you can deal with and you can expect and, and prepare for them, and then the run was, after hitting the wall at about 75 k's on the cycle, the run was uh, quite tough in the in the heat after that, but uh I knew I had enough time to walk the whole thing if I really wanted to, but I really didn't want to, so I <laughs> uh, pushed myself, and it, it was a new PB for me. It wasn't quite the time I wanted, but I guess getting better incrementally is probably the best way to go. Next time, it'll be easier to beat that as well. Yeah, absolutely, and and you, you say it's so funny when you do get off the bike and you do the maths and you go, you know what, uh, I, I can walk this thing, but it's the last thing you actually want to do. You want to get it over and done as quickly as possible. Yeah, no, you, I mean, uh, I, I will always do a little bit of walking, but uh, the, the less the better because yeah, it is a, a swim bike run, not a swim bike walk, so you, you want to run as much as you can. That's what you've trained to do. That's what you, you've put in the time and effort to do, and you, you want to do it, and you want to do it as, every time you want to do it as best as you can on the day. David, I love seeing you out there. You you always got a smile on your face. You're, you're an amazing, inspiring dude. You, you talk about being a big guy. I, I like you also. I'm a big guy. I prefer you, you say you prefer flat routes. I prefer downhill bike routes, uh, if I have to be honest. I've yet to find one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking really hard. If you find one, let me know. I'll do the same for you as well. David, let, let's talk about, I mean, let, uh, as, as far as being a big guy, I mean, we both units, you're a, you're a, a big guy as well. You've lost a hell of a lot of weight. Why, first of all, why triathlon? I mean, it's it's all one thing, good and well, wanting to lose weight. But geez, you pick one sport, you 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 went and picked three. Yeah, well, I started off. Uh, let me explain to you how it all happened. I started off doing swimming, and I did quite a bit of um, long open water swimming. I then decided to do the Robin Island crossing in Cape Town. Um, I did that, and I was sitting around with some swimmers, and they actually said, "There's this swim in Clan William. Why don't we go and do it there?" So we all said, oh, "Okay, let's do it." And then someone piped up from the back. Well, there's a triathlon there on the same day. 
so let's do that. And we all said, yeah, okay, well, we'll do this triathlon. And then agreed to do it and then had to go and work out, well, what is a triathlon? Oh, holy mother, I haven't ridden a bicycle since high school. So I went out and borrowed a bike. I said I was going to do it. And, and my word is my bond. And I absolutely loved it. And it was, it was amazing. It took me a while. And I just, just the, the feeling I got from doing, you know, the, the swim cycle, the pretty much a walk in those days, um, was, was really, was really good. And I, I did another sprint and I, a triathlon and I really enjoyed it. And then I, I tried to think, you know, I needed a new challenge. And I thought to myself, well, what's the, hardest thing I can do without actually killing myself. And that's where I thought, well, maybe the half Ironman would be the thing to do. And I, I started off with Embark because I knew I'd need help to get there. And it was yeah, the most amazing experience of my life. That was for the um, East London half last year. And in that one, I missed the cutoff by 50 seconds at the end of the run. Now, as most people know, it's a, it's a very difficult bike course in East London. And which I which I made quite you know quite easily with with time to spare and then got terrible cramps on the run and but wasn't wasn't giving in and wasn't quitting and persevered and yeah as I said missed missed the cutoff by 50 seconds and after that about seven or eight strangers came up to me and offered me their medals and said I deserved it more than them people told me how you know people that were watching and that how inspired they were to, you know to get off the couch and do something and and that was most of people didn't even know the story that I was you know I might have been the biggest guy out there but I was 90 kilos lighter than I used to be yeah that 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 is incredible David I mean people people see you racing and and they think oh gee that's amazing but like you say you've lost 90 kilograms this sort of fit lifestyle wasn't always part of your life I mean it's it's definitely become part of your life now but it wasn't uh, it wasn't always there let let's let's go back to the beginning and uh, and how the the sort of uh, how it all, all all began and 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 sort of you, I mean I'm not sure if you were always a heavy kid I I, I mean I don't know what what your background was growing up I mean where did it where did it all start for you yeah, you know, I, I, I was always the heavy kid, but I was I was always active. But you know, I was the goalkeeper in soccer. I was the prop in rugby. You know, the guys had to do the the, the least amount of running on the field. And yeah, I mean, I just constantly kept on putting on weight. I had lost weight once before, quite a significant amount, and then it all came back on again. You know, with interest as as these things tend to do. And eventually, I decided, listen, if I'm going to you know live into my forties and actually live and not just exist, I needed to do something drastic about it. And I had weight loss surgery and that, you know, started the process and I lost, you know, quite a bit of weight just from doing that. But then I saw a lot of people, you know, around me that had, that had had it as well and they didn't quite get the results they wanted. And I said, well, I'm going to make sure this works. And, and that was the idea of taking up, you know, endurance sports. I knew I'd never be fast, but I knew I had a, a big heart and could push myself quite hard. And I figured, well, if you can't go fast, then you've got to go longer. So that was sort of, you know, what I decided to do. And, yeah, I just, uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, the events and that, everything are nice, but it's the training that makes it all worthwhile because that's that's actually the fun part. Yeah, absolutely. And and the events are, are the reward, basically. That's the way I see it. The, the races are just the rewards for all the hard work you've put in in training. And David, when did, like, rock bottom for you? I, I mean, what, what, what sort of made you make that decision? I mean, often we think in our 20s, 30s that we, we bulletproof and invincible and, and nothing's ever going to happen. But uh, you were saying that, that you, you wanted to make it past 40. What was that aha moment for you where you realized, you know what, I have to do something? I'd, I'd suffered a bit with uh, kidney stones, and I was worried, you know, they were going to operate on me one day, and I just wasn't going to wake up on the other end of it. And I sort of, you know, sort of realized that, you know, I've, I've, I can blame whatever I want, but if I don't you know, make the changes that are necessary and I don't do what I have to do, 
then yeah, things aren't going to get better. And I mean, just uh, I mean, my lifestyle now compared to what it was then, it's just you know, it's, it's completely different. Every day is about you know what exercise am I going to do, what events am I going to do, what experiences am I going to have, you know, what sort of challenges and adventures am I, am I going to get up to, and that's and that's what I do. I mean, now what what are my, my two greatest loves are, are travel and triathlon. So that's that's my aim for the next couple of years. I'm going to do a different 70.3 or maybe even another Ironman somewhere. Uh, somewhere around the world. Uh, our plan for next year is we actually want to do two 70.3s in two weeks in Europe. Oh, awesome. So do one, then do one two weeks later, and in the middle maybe cycle, you know, a couple, uh, about six, seven hundred k's in the two weeks in between. Hopefully, even possibly between the two places. So- sounds like the perfect holiday in 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 my eyes. Uh, not sure my wife would agree, but <laughs> it definitely sounds like a, a lot of fun. David, as far as uh, sort of lifestyle prior to you you turning things around. I mean, I, I also, it's so funny hearing you talk because I, I think our backgrounds are very similar. I was also always the, the, the kid who played goalkeeper and uh, if we played cricket, I was the kid in the slips because I wasn't going to be a, a boundary runner. And then when I finished school, I just I stopped being sporty and I don't know if it's the same for you. Went to varsity, discovered the joys of life and probably ate and drank too much. And before I knew it, I was like on a really slippery slope. Was yours just lifestyle related or was there other health issues that, that, that saw you put that weight on? Yeah, I mean, it was obviously um, lifestyle related, but I was—I mean, I was the big fat guy at school already, you know, from uh, you know from Sabay onwards and whatever. It was never—I was never—it wasn't like I suddenly put on weight. I'd, I'd always been like that, and yeah, you just—you know—it becomes harder and harder to exercise the heavier you are, and then you know you do less and less of it, and then you get bigger and bigger, and it becomes harder and harder, and you do less of it. So it's almost—it's a. It's a, a downhill spiral and, you know, it sort of gets out of control. And you, you wake up one day and you realize if you don't do something about it, you're going to be dead soon. As, as far as making that decision to go for that, that weight loss surgery, if I, if I recall correctly, you had gastric bypass. Yes, I had the, I had the, the Renoir gastric bypass. Yeah, so I did, I mean, I'd, I'd been told by, you know, one or two doctors that it's something I should, should look into and consider. And, I, you know, I then obviously read up everything about it, uh, realized, yes, there are complications, there are, you know, there's, not really that risky. But you could, you could be, you can minimise those risks by being as fit as possible. Now, as I said, I was always someone who enjoyed doing, you know, enjoyed doing sport. I did the the Robin Island relay before I lost any weight. So I went in when they operated on me. They said I was the biggest guy they ever operated on, but I was also the fittest guy. So I made sure that, you know, from from my point of view, that I could do the best that I could in order to, to make a success of it. As far as your, your weight before before that surgery, when they did that op, I mean, how much were, were you weighing in then, David? I weighed 217 kilos. Wow, that's incredible. And at racing weight now, I mean, what, what are you down to? Uh, uh, I, my, my, my preferred uh, racing weight is 125. Gee, that is, that's amazing. I mean, that's a, that's a whole person. I mean, if it's, it's two of the Backstreet Boys, I think. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> about three pro triathletes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I mean, that's just amazing. As far as uh, you, you said, you, you, you're keen to possibly do a, another Ironman. I mean, so often people set the goal to do maybe a sprint and, and then they get sucked into doing a, a 70.3. But, but the allure of, of a full Ironman is always there. Tell us about your sort of journey to, to the full. Yeah, well, I, um, some of the guys I trained with, they were doing a, a charity entry for the full this year. And, yep, you know, we're out on a run one day, and the guy, one of us said, are we doing this? Are you, are you interested in joining us? And I said, okay, well, let me think about it. And by the end of the run, I said, okay, I'm in, and without really thinking properly about it. And as I said, you know, it's always about the bike course for me, because I, I can do the hills, but if I do it, I'm going to kill my legs and struggle on the run. 
And uh, after I'd entered the full Ironman, they went and changed the course and made it quite a bit hillier, which I wasn't too happy about. But I did all the training for it, and I was ready for it, and you know, I really wanted to do it. And I, I thought, you know, w- you know, with the change in the course, it's going to be a lot tougher, and it's going to be, you know, the cutoff times are going to are going to be very real for me. And but and then unfortunately, I got uh, terrible stomach cramps on the cycle and, and had to pull out halfway through the cycle. It was the first time I've ever pulled out of anything in my life, and it, it really sucks. You know, I'm, it's, yeah, but at the end of the day, your health comes first. And, yeah, you know, not, not next year, but possibly 2016, looking at doing a full Ironman as well. It's, it's something I, I want to achieve. So it's, it's still there in the back burner. It's not the most pressing thing in my life. If I don't do it, it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. But uh, there's, there's still a big desire to, to go out there and, and conquer it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, as far as uh, the group that you train with, you mentioned the guys from Embark. I mean, Steve Atwell, we, we've chatted to him on the show before. We've chatted to a couple of other teammates as well. It's an amazing bunch of people, and it's just a, a really cool environment to be around, never mind just for the training, but just for the, 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 the people that are involved. Yeah, there's so, there's so many you know, different people, different skills. You know, some guys are good swimmers, some guys are good bikers, some guys can run well, some guys can do everything well, some guys can do nothing well. But you know, when you're going out on a training ride or a training run, there's always going to be someone better than you, there's always going to be someone worse than you. And it's all people who've, who've chosen to live this sort of lifestyle. And uh, if I think about now, all my friends now, they're either the swimmers or, or triathletes or, or people you know, who enjoy the outdoors and are, are doing stuff on a, on a daily basis. And, that's, and, and that becomes your life. And it's great being, you know, surrounded by people like that and surrounded by people that inspire you and that you inspire as well. So it works both ways. I mean, yeah, there's some of the, the people there that, that I've done. Uh, a friend of mine that did the 70.3 Miami with me, I mean, she's probably slightly, you know, has some medical conditions, but without a doubt the most inspiring athlete I've ever seen in my life. Another friend, I just seconded her when she swam the English Channel this year. And now some people say what I do is inspiring, but I sat and watched someone swim for 18 and a half hours without stopping. And that to me was the most inspiring thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's incredible. I love I love hearing stories like that. It is absolutely amazing. Would you would you suggest if someone's sort of thinking about getting into the sport or just getting into the sport? Uh, I know there's a lot more of those sort of groups down in Cape Town than there are up north in Joburg. There are a few, but uh, would you suggest someone really looks at, at at finding a training group and get going that way as opposed to trying to do it all on your own? Yeah, look, I did I did my first my first sprint triathlon on my own, so you definitely can do can do it that way. But if there is a training group around, it will it will just make you you'll actually enjoy it so much more because you'll you'll understand a lot better what what needs to be done, and you'll be surrounded by a lot more people who, who are doing the exact same thing that you are doing that are in exactly the same space, especially if it's a, a beginner group, and you, and you'll really be able to 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 enjoy it as well. Yeah, without a doubt. And and as far as goals, you you say that that Ironman is there maybe on the back burner in a year or two's time. But well, what other sort of goals have you got, David? I mean, you're always chasing time by the sounds of it. You are very goal orientated and and driven that way. What what what's on the cards? What are you looking to achieve as far as triathlon goes in the the, the years to come? So um, my immediate term goals for the next three months, I want to do um, two or three Robin Island swims. I want to do you know the normal Robin Island to Big Bay, which is about seven and a half k's, and then a Robin Island to three Anchor Bay, 10.5k open water swim, only in a speedo cap and goggle. Fortunately, I love the cold water. Um, I, w- I want to do a full marathon as well, so looking at doing that some stage next year. And as I mentioned, two, two 70.3s in two weeks in Europe next year. Those are the those are the three main goals coming up. Obviously, you know, you're not training in a couple of half marathons and the the August cycle to and all that, but that's just like standard training. That's stuff yeah, exactly. Have. I mean, that's just training rides, man. That August is a is a doddle for you now. 
Yeah, that's that's a, that's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a short training cycle, you know. So, you know, so, oh, you're training hard for the August. No, no, actually, I did like uh, 20 or 30 k's more than that every week for the last six weeks, type of thing. So. Exactly, exactly. As far as the races in Europe, have you got your eye on any ones in particular? Yeah, we, we're looking at um, uh, Budapest and then either Poland or Ireland, and there's a, a two-week break because the Ireland one's not confirmed yet. But um, both of those have got relatively flat cycles. So, yeah, and want to go and discover new places. And then if we do Ireland, the, the aim is to then cycle from London to Paris in between. Otherwise, possibly cycling from Budapest to Warsaw to go do the Poland one. I was about to say, I hope you were going to try and, uh, weren't going to try and cycle all the way from Budapest to Ireland. But, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm crazy. I'm not mad. You, you might need a bit more than two weeks, I'm afraid. Uh, David, yeah. it's always awesome to, to catch up. Dude, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in awe by what you've achieved and what you continue achieving. I love seeing you at races, and uh, yeah, all the best, and, and we look forward to following your progress. Okay, thanks a lot. What an amazing dude, eh? Unbelievable. Gee, what a story. Can't wait uh, to see him finish an Ironman. It's going to be incredible, and I have no doubt that it will happen uh, when he does uh, decide that the time is right. Uh, yeah, he's just a really, really strong uh, sort of mentally, and uh, yeah, he's an incredible, incredible guy. So, David, thank you so much for your time this week on Tri Talk SA, and thank you for your time for listening to this uh, podcast uh, on triathlon. My name is Brad Brown. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can tweet us at Tri Talk. Talk SA. You can also pop us an email. Uh, just go to podcast at trytalksa.co.za. Love hearing from you. Let us know your thoughts. If there's someone you think we should be chatting to on the show, please pop us an email or a tweet and uh, we'll get them on. Until next time, take care.